Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Nintendo Switchcraft is brought to you by Martin Cook. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. you are looking for ways to support the show there are lots of ways that you can do that for a list of those ways head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you you're going to find a whole list of things that you can do to help out the show i really appreciate everyone who's already done so again that url is runjumpstomp.com slash thank you when it comes to space games nobody compares to atari excuse me have you compared them to Intellivision? Intellivision? Sure, they've got great space games, like Intellivision Space Battle. I didn't know. Recently, I talked about a story where Nintendo is currently being sued over in Europe for their predatory return practices. So a quick summary is that um, it's against the law for a retailer to not allow a consumer to return a product that they've purchased uh, if they're unhappy with it, I'm sure that certain things have to be met. But really, what this is focusing on is Nintendo's pre-order process. Because Nintendo uh, begins delivering the game digitally, even if you can't play it when you pre-order it, because they begin di- um, um, delivering the game digitally as soon as you make that purchase, they say the 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 performance has already begun and you know the customer waives their right to a return and over in europe there's uh currently a lawsuit taking nintendo to task because of this uh so i talked about that a little bit on the show and then i asked if if this was the case everywhere because i personally had never tried returning anything on the eShop, and i got uh, quite a few responses back i'm just gonna pick like two of them uh to address so the first one uh, was from Kaiju Guy, who is a community member. If you haven't joined our community, make sure you do over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. Uh, this one says, I was watching the segment you made on Nintendo's return policy. One time, I made an accidental purchase on my Switch and called them and they gave me a full refund. It was awesome. So that's really good. That's exactly how it's supposed to work. Um, in fact, everybody who reached out to me had good things to say about Nintendo's return policy. Let's take a look at this the next one, which is much longer. Uh, it's It was actually like multiple emails, but I've uh, kind of cut some of the cruft out and, and, and brought them together. So uh, it says, Hi, Bill. Minecraft on the Switch requires Nintendo online service to play local multiplayer. Uh, I had gotten... Uh, so the family had gotten back into Minecraft, but we wanted a bigger screen instead of using a phone. And I thought the Switch would be perfect in both docked and handheld. 
but I could not get local LAN multiplayer to work. So that means he couldn't get it to work where you were playing um, just in your house with multiple switches, uh, where you're not going out on the internet. Now, he was unable to get it to work. Um, oh, I lost my place. Oh, okay. After Googling and Googling, it appeared it only works if you have the online service, which does not make sense. And I totally agree. That doesn't make sense. In fact, it makes so little sense that I wonder if if that's actually not the case and it's just like some weird setting that you were having trouble with. Because when we picked up Minecraft for the Nintendo Switch, my son and I, I mean, we had trouble playing together. Uh, he was playing on his Switch, and I was trying to play on my PC. And at first, it would not let us connect to the same server, but eventually it did. Uh, let's continue with what they said. Uh, I called Nintendo, and the rep confirmed it, confirmed it and explained the benefits of online, but I have an NES Classic, and I don't have any multiplayer games. Maybe I'll try Smash. He saw the purchase time, explained that this is not something Nintendo normally does. He reiterated that quite a bit and then asked if I wanted eShop credit or the money back on my credit card. Uh, the eShop credit was easier for him, so I did that and explained that I'll be buying Smash in a few weeks anyway. He loved Smash 2 and couldn't wait. Uh, we talked about our mains in the game and I got a refund. He was very pleasant and great customer service. Okay, so... That is an experience that I have had when calling Nintendo. I don't know if they're actual people who play the games or if they've just got very, very good scripts. But every time that I've called Nintendo about whatever the hell it is, they've always asked me about what games I'm playing currently. And they they have pretty decent knowledge about the game, whatever game I happen to mention. And I always found that pretty impressive. Um uh, moving on to, well, actually, I'm just going to skip the rest of the email. So that that's very interesting that both of these were people who have said, Nintendo said that they don't normally do this, but then they did it. And I'm starting to wonder, because these aren't the only two people that reported exactly that same kind of thing. I'm starting to wonder if maybe it's just Nintendo has a policy they say our policy is no returns. All sales are final. But then they regularly just break that policy so that people don't abuse it. And I don't think that that's the right way to do things. I certainly don't. But I have not heard from anybody who has tried to return something from the Nintendo eShop to Nintendo and had them say no. I haven't heard anybody that does, uh, that that's happened to. I've, I've, I, some people had said, I tried a game, I didn't like it and I sent it back or, and I was able to return it. I had some people who, who said that I bought a game and realized that it was, um, like that it was rated M and I had bought it for a kid. So I had returned it and Nintendo said it was fine. It seems like as long as you have a decent reason, Nintendo will allow that return to go through. Um, it may just be that they are setting it up so that it makes it more difficult for people to abuse the system because Nintendo is no stranger to 
return systems being abused. In fact, I've seen it firsthand. I used to work in a video game shop back in the 80s, and people would constantly bring in consoles that were incredibly old, like really, really old, and say, oh, I would like to return this and get a full refund. And back in the day, that was totally allowed. Like, I remember that some of my friends and I, we would go to the mall and buy a game at EB Games, take it home, play it for a week or two, and then bring it back and say, oh, this game's terrible, and then return it and get another game and take it home and do the same exact thing. And yeah, I know, I was a bad kid. Um, but like, there was no return policy, and eventually that return policy started to solidify and they started saying, no, once you've opened games, you keep them. And I remember I was working at a Babbage's at the time, which was a local video game shop. And like people were so angry about this. They were really angry because they'd been abusing the system for so long that it had just become expected. I mean, when Nintendo first brought out the Super Nintendo, there were a lot of people who had Nintendo Entertainment Systems, and they were like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do with this thing? So they would pack it up and bring it back to the retailer. The retailer would just say, oh, okay, sure, the customer's always right. They would take the retail, and then they would try and ship it off to Nintendo. And Nintendo would say, uh, no thank you, we're not taking this back, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you, you're going to eat the car, you can take this back, and take this return if you want but you're going to eat the cost. We're not paying you for it. And like it actually ended up causing, I can't remember which retailer it was. It was a brick and mortar retailer. It might've been Kmart or Target or something like that. And they had like a, you know, a face-to-face showdown over who was going to budge first on this policy. And it was, this was in, um, console wars, which is a, a book that's actually getting turned into a TV show pretty soon. It was a, it's a book about Nintendo and Sega, and there was this this story about Mister, I believe it was Yamauchi, who was uh, in town, uh, in Seattle. He was in town to check something out. I can't remember what, and the either Target or Kmart retailers showed up to talk to him. And they were they were currently having that dispute about whether or not to accept these returns. And uh, he was in his hotel room, and his assistant comes in and says uh, he he's basically laying down on the couch because he's just got got in from Japan. And um, uh, he says the the people from Target are here. I'm just going to say Target from now on because I can't remember who it was. He goes, the people from Target are here. Do you want to speak to them? And without even opening his eyes, Mr. Yamauchi said. Well, have they changed their stance? And he said, you know, the guy from Target tried to uh, start arguing the, you know, the his his points to try and say why Nintendo should take these back. And uh, Mr. Yamauchi just cuts him off and says, well, if you haven't changed your mind, then we have nothing to talk about. Didn't even open his eyes, didn't sit up, didn't talk to the guy at all. He just talked over him and said, we're not taking this stuff back. And I think that's where a lot of the return policies that we have now come from. That's why you can't go to a store and buy a game 
and then return it uh, after you've opened it. It's because of stuff like that. It's because of teenagers going to the mall, buying a game, taking it home, playing it, and then returning it, um, basically renting the game for free. It's because people abused the system that Nintendo had to put in fail-safes like this. Now, I don't think that this is a good fail-safe. I think Nintendo should give people a way to return the game, especially a digital game. And people might say, well, why do you think it should be especially easy to do a digital to return a digital game? And my reasoning is that you know exactly who's returning these games. If you're returning it digitally, you can see, oh, this guy has returned every game that he's bought. We're going to ban him from returning games because he's abusing the system. This guy over here has never returned anything, and he bought this game, and he wants to return it. I think that that's perfectly acceptable. We'll take that. And Nintendo, I think, has that in mind, but they're not putting it on paper. They're just leaving it out there with a no refunds in the hopes that no one will call in to try and return something. So it, it's it's very nice to hear from everybody that got a hold of me uh, about their good experiences with trying to return things to Nintendo that they either bought by accident or bought and decided were terrible or bought um, and realized that it wasn't appropriate for uh, the person that they bought it for. Like those are all really great things to hear that Nintendo's doing. I just think that Nintendo needs to put it down on paper and say, this is our return policy instead of saying no returns at all. What do you guys think? The more game cartridges a video game system plays, the more fun it is. We were talking today on the community discord uh, about games that were on sale and somebody brought up uh, chibi boxy racers and that reminded me of RC Pro-Am. I'd played Chibi Boxy Racers. It's a really fun game, but it it just isn't RC Pro-Am. And RC Pro-Am, if you never played it, was this top-down racing game uh, where you were playing on these little remote control cars, and you drove around the track and picked up uh, missiles or bombs and things like that, uh, spelled out the word Nintendo, and... It was really, really fun. It was for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I, I absolutely adored that game. And you know, I was looking at the the new the Nintendo news today, and it just doesn't seem like there's much to talk about. So I thought, why not bring up a topic for uh, what you guys think about stuff? Let me go ahead and mute that. Why don't I bring this up? What are some game series that you? would like to see resurrected. For me, I would really like to see a modern version of RC Pro-Am. I, I don't want it to be like 3D or anything. I still want it to be a top-down racing game. But I want to see RC Pro-Am uh, so badly. I would love to see RC Pro-Am resurrected. I would like to see games like Castlevania resurrected. You know, playing Smash Brothers lately... I've been seeing lots and lots of Simon, and I would love to see a new 2D Castlevania game using that character, like that Simon Belmont from uh, from Smash Brothers. I think that that would be really, really cool. I would like to see Rob 
You know, Rob the Robot, he's sitting right here behind me. Oh, look at that. People are gifting subscriptions. Thank you, guys. I'll talk about that after I'm done recording this segment. Uh, there's a Rob Rob behind me. Uh, I would love to see Rob in a game. Not like, not like, don't bring back Gyromite, <laughs> okay? But I would really like to see Rob like a, in a 2D platforming game where or where you are using his moveset to to move around like there's so many cool characters in Smash that don't get much play anymore. I Reggie just said, I think it was Reggie. No or maybe it was I can't remember, but somebody who was in charge of development of the Kid Icarus series just said we don't expect to see another Kid Icarus game for a long time. Um that's too bad. Like Nintendo's sitting on some pretty cool IP and we haven't seen anything from them for a long time. So that's my question to you guys. My question to you guys is what games do you want to see resurrected? And if you have an idea for what that game should be, should it be just like it used to be, just with updated, you know, textures and things like that or higher resolution or should they take a an IP and move it into another format, uh, another uh, version, another genre, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, Lego Lawyer in chat says, any new format for Duck Hunt possibilities? So, yeah, maybe maybe like a shooting game, kind of like Duck Hunt. That would be kind of cool. I wouldn't mind seeing a Duck Hunt game. Um, although... You know, maybe it would come with, <laughs> uh, maybe it would, maybe the game would come with like these plastic things that you would put your Joy Cons in, and you could pull the trigger and shoot. Or maybe that would be like a Nintendo Labo thing. I would prefer it to be like a little plastic thing that I put the Joy Con in in order to shoot, rather than uh, folding cardboard. But that's that's just me. But if you have ideas for games that Nintendo has been just. Or it, it doesn't even have to be Nintendo, you know, because I brought up uh, Castlevania. If you have ideas for old IP games that have been sitting around doing nothing for a long time, and you think about what Nintendo should do with those or what some companies should do with those, preferably on the Switch, uh, please let me know. If you uh, if you want to let me know and you're watching this on YouTube, you can comment right down below. You can uh, email me. Uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me on Twitter, and you can, of course, join our Discord over at uh, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Which games? Let me know. Nintendo, please hold. One moment. Thank you, may I help you? And in Seattle, at the company's U.S. headquarters, they listen to the customers. My goal for this show has always been to try and get as much Nintendo news out as I can in 20 minutes. That's my goal. And I almost reached that goal today. I never get that goal. Every time that I try, I usually get to be around 30 minutes or last time it was, I think, 45. Like I talked for a really long time, but we're at the end of the, the year and there's not a whole lot of news. So we've got those two segments that I just talked about. And then we've got one lightning around thing. And that is that Starlink Battle for Atlas is getting free updates today. Uh, that free updates includes new enemies, new missions, and a photo mode, and that comes out for free. So I just wanted to let you guys know about it. If it's one of those games that you have, then you should definitely check it out. Uh, make sure you update it and find out 
uh, what's new. I watched the video. It looked pretty cool. If you want to check out the video, you can check out the link in the show notes, which you can find over at runjumpstomp.com slash 278. Buy an Odyssey 2 now and get $82 worth of free games, including Pickaxe Pete. So Lego Lawyer in chat just said something kind of funny. He said, I prefer the short shows to these two-hour podcasts out there. Um, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. Uh, the, the good, the, well, the bad news is that next week I'm taking a week off. I'm not going to be putting out a new podcast next week because it's Christmas week. I'm going to hang out with my family instead. The good news, and you might not think it's good news, but I think it's good news is that I got together with, uh, Josh from, uh, Nintendo Powercast. I got together with Steven and Lloyd from, uh, Nintendo Pulse podcast, and we talked about Nintendo so that we could have an episode ready, which this comes out on Saturday, and that episode is about two hours long. So it's funny that you said uh, you prefer not to get those two-hour-long podcasts, but here's what I'm going to tell you that you should do. Just space it out over the course of a week. You know, it's about two hours long. Listen to about 20 minutes each day. Then uh, by the end of the, the week, you should have gotten all the way through it. And that is my advice to you. But thank you for uh, listening. And uh, that, that that show comes out on Saturday. Uh, and uh, make sure that you follow their shows too because they're awesome dudes. All right. Well, it, it is. Uh, there's nothing to talk about today. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. Like It's really insane how little there is to talk about. Um, music for today's show can be found over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. Uh, if you want to watch the show live and get everything instead of just the stuff that I record... Uh, you can find us over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. I'm sure sometime next week I'll be streaming over there. I'm just not going to be doing a podcast because that's a lot of extra work and streaming. Maybe I'll just play some Smash. You can also uh, subscribe to me over on YouTube, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Make sure you subscribe, click the bell, you get the notifications. And like I said at the beginning, if you're looking to support my show, it's so easy to do. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash muse. No, that's the wrong thing. Runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. There you go. Uh, And there's a billion links there of ways that you can support the show. Stay awesome, everybody. I'll see you after the break. Bye-bye.